And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time it's part two of Fibber McGee and Molly from 1941. Then we'll continue our celebration of Veterans Day with a patriotic broadcast on Arch Obler's Plays starring Van Heflin from 1945. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Well, last time, as you will recall, we started listening to Fibber McGee and Molly from two days after the bombing of Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. December 9th, 1941 is this broadcast. Let's go back for the conclusion now of Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> oh, well, all right. What you want, Harlow? Look at this swell box of cigars. Ooh. Would this make a nice gift or wouldn't it? Say, them are pretty snarky stogies, Harlow. <laughs> Twenty-five centers. <laughs> I could tell more about them if I... Hey! <laughs> Put those back. These are for a gift. <laughs> Is it somebody special, Mr. Wilcox? I'll say, Mom. It's more of a prize than a gift, really. I'm presenting them to the man who coined the slogan, Your linoleum will be your pride if Johnson's glow coat is applied. Oh, were you having a contest? Well, no, not exactly, but I thought it was pretty good. You see, it implies the whole story of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Get this, folks. It's the stuff that keeps Wilcox working, you waiting, and us eating. <laughs> I'm serious, Fibber. That's I'm kidding? <laughs> <laughs> that slogan almost tells the whole story of glow coat. How easy it is to apply. How it dries to a beautiful finish in 20 minutes or less with no rubbing or buffing. And how it keeps your linoleum from cracking, checking, fading, and soiling. It saves your nickels and saves your knuckles. And your linoleum never cracks and buckles. Oh. Well, I think it's well worth a box of cigars for that slogan, Mr. Wilkins. Yeah. Who's the smart smoker that donated that little hunk of poetic promotion, Harlow? Me? You. You? Yep. Thought of it coming down the street and bought myself a box of cigars as a reward. Oh, well, I won't keep you any longer, folks. So long. Boy, does he appreciate him. <laughs> you know, I think it's wonderful, McGee, how he keeps so interested in his job. Yeah, it'd be all right if he kept his enthusiasm to himself, but he's got Billy Mills doing it, too. How do you mean? Well, I saw Billy out with a gal the other night. And was he pouring it on and spreading it around? <laughs> Come in. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Oh, Mayor Latrivia, how do you do, I'm sure? Well, what can we do for you that won't take long, Latrivia? <laughs> oh, nothing, thank you. I was just taking a walk and thought I'd drop in a moment. Oh. As mayor, you know, I like to walk around the city and mingle with the common citizens. Sort of like, um, Harun al-Rashid. 
Oh, yes. Uh, who's he? Uh, Harun al-Rashid was an oriental potentate in the Arabian Nights, McGee. Oh, he was, eh? And what did this oriental potato do, Latrivia? <laughs> oh, he mixed with the people and listened to what they were saying so he'd know what was going on among the populace. Didn't you ever read the Arabian Nights? Why, of course not. McGee can't read Arabian. <laughs> Anyway, by the time I get through reading Bringing Up Father and Flash Gordon and Smokey Stover, I'm all wore out. It's <laughs> <laughs> very amusing. <laughs> In a pathetic sort of way. <laughs> by the way, do you know where I can buy a large globe of the world for my office? Why, sure, Latrivia. I can get you on wholesale. How much you want to pay for a good glow? Oh, it doesn't matter much, McGee. As long as I get a good one. Things are happening so fast these days, I like to keep informed. You want a globe with Japan on it, Mr. Mayor? Why, certainly. Well, then you better get one quick. <laughs> yeah, you leave it to me, Latrivia. I'll see that you get a good one cheap. I got connections. Splendid, splendid. Thank you very much. I'll try to return the paper sometime. Hey, how about that job in the city hall you promised me? Oh, did the mayor promise you a job, Davey? Well, practically. He says he was looking for a smart, level-headed man to look in on the higher-ups in the interests of clean government. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes, yes. The, uh, the window-washing job, yes. <laughs> oh, that's been filled, McGee, but I'll keep my eyes open for you. A good day. Goodbye, Mr. Mayor. Window washing job. Who does he think I am? He thinks you're the man who wanted the window washing job. <laughs> Let me take that shopping list again, Guy. Yeah. Now what have we? A radio, a floor lamp, a globe, and a shop gun. Yeah. Ah. Civilization in a nutshell. <laughs> How are we going to get all this stuff home? Oh, I imagine they'll deliver it to the different people for us. Well, if they don't, we can stick up a truck driver with a shotgun. Yeah. Or I could bop him with the floor lamp and run off with the globe. McGee, look who's here, Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp, old man. Hello there, folks. <laughs> Excuse me for walking right in, but my goodness, I haven't seen you for simply weeks. I suppose that's because it's been so rotten out. No. It's because you've been so written out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mrs. McGee, <laughs> I just love a woman who has a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, I love this one myself, Wimple. You go get one of your own. <laughs> Hasn't your wife any sense of humor, Mr. Wimple? Who, sweetie face? Well, yes, in a way she has, Mrs. McGee. But she's more of a practical joker, you might say. Oh, one of those. Yes. I'll never forget the time we were mountain climbing, and she held me over the edge of a cliff by my coat collar. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you knew she wouldn't drop you, Mr. Wimple. Oh, of course I knew it, Mrs. McGee. It certainly wasn't her fault that she got bit by a snake just at that minute and had to let go. Oh, heavenly days, Mr. Wimple. How far did you fall? Only a few feet, Mrs. McGee. Fortunately, my pants caught on a bush, and there I was, looking down into a 400-foot canyon, screaming for help and taking pictures like mad with my two-way brownie. How about the wife, Wimple? Was the snake bite serious? Oh, oh indeed it was, Mr. McGee. Oh. Death came within five minutes, and Sweetie Face skinned it for a hat band. <laughs> We often think back to that day and have a hearty laugh. 
At least I think back and she laughed. Have you got your Christmas shopping done yet, Mr. Wimple? No, I still have to get a pair of dumbbells with her initials on to give Sweetie Faith. Oh, with a card reading Merry Christmas from the three of us? <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'll buy some for you, Wimple. I can get you some dumbbells wholesale. Oh, 40% dear. off! I wish we had some music with this merry-go-round. Well, I'd certainly appreciate it, Mr. McGee. A bargain really appeals to me these days. Yeah, a guy gets kind of short around Christmas, doesn't he, Wimp? Oh, indeed he does. I was looking at my dime bank this morning, and it's practically empty. Oh, did you shake it real hard? I didn't have to, Mrs. McGee. Sweetie Face caught me looking at it, and she shook both of us. <laughs> well, thank you ever so much, Mr. McGee, and do drop over some night. I've told Sweetie Face all about you, and I'm sure she doesn't hate you as much as she says. What a life he must lead me. Oh, look at the time it is, McGee. Oh, my gosh. we got to get going before that store closes. Get your hat, Mom. I'm all ready. Get your own hat. You got the list of things? Sure, right here. How about the checkbook? Oh, my checkbook. Oh, my... Oh, where's my checkbook? Oh, I remember. Where is it? Right here in the hall closet. Got to straighten out that closet one of these days. The scene, 79 Wistful Vista. The time, three hours later. again, thank goodness. What a horrible expedition, you and your 40% off. I think I'll run upstairs and take off about 40% myself, 50 including my shoes. Yeah, I'm kind of tired too. Hey, imagine that guy charging me five bucks a piece to deliver all them things. Yeah, and then you didn't get one single item you really wanted. Well, I couldn't help it. It was so dark in that store, I couldn't see what I was buying. Did you hear what he said about exchanging merchandise? Well, you can't blame him for that, Molly. With a big discount like that, he can't afford to keep taking stuff back. How much did all those things cost you? Oh, let me look at the checkbook. Ooh, 73 bucks. Oh, oh but I'll get that back now, Molly. Soon. You answered, McGee. I couldn't lift the receiver for a bankrupt birdhouse. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Oh, hi, Mort. Did you get the shotgun? Wasn't it a... Huh? Oh, now take it easy, Mort. That gun is a genuine antique. Yeah, but, but he said... Oh, but look, Mort. Now don't get excited. That, that shotgun was used by Daniel Boone at the Battle of Bull Durham. Or uh, Bull Fiddle. Uh, well, some kind of bull. But that... That rat Mort... I've done my best. Hold it, Mort. There's somebody at the door. See who's there with you, Molly. Come in. Now, see here, McGee. What's the idea of sending me that dirty little five-inch globe when I ask for hey, a Hello, Mort. Hold the line a minute. What'd you say, La Trivia? He doesn't like the globe you bought him, dearie, hardly enough. I certainly don't. I wanted a large-sized globe, and you send me a ridiculous little five-inch one. <laughs> well, it's a small world, ain't it, La Trivia? <laughs> My George McGee, if you Excuse don't... Excuse me, La Trivia. I'm talking to a guy on the phone. What? Now, look, Mort. I'm sorry I couldn't exactly get you a modern shotgun, but gee whiz, when you get 40% off... Gee, what on earth did you think you were... Be with you in a minute, Uppy. I'm on the phone. Won't you sit down, Abigail, and Mr. Mayor, sit Thank down. you, no. I want to speak to that husband of yours. So do I. It's unanimous. Uh, yeah, but look, Mort. I went to a lot of trouble buying you that shotgun, and if you don't appreciate... And Mr. McGee, talk to that person later. I want to speak to you about that repulsive lamp you sent me. You think that's repulsive? If you could see the globe he sent me... No, 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 no. no. Let's all take it easy. I'm sorry. Mort, you don't get the idea. That gun I bought you is a genuine antique. Well, what if you can't shoot with it? Hang it over the fireplace and let the kids taste him. You call that thing you sent me a radio? You too, Mr. Mills. Get off that phone, McGee. We want to talk Indeed to you. Indeed we do. Now, just a minute, folks. Be right with you. Now, listen to reason, What's Mort. What's wrong with your lamp, Abigail? What was wrong? The shade doesn't fit. Two sockets were broken. You ought to see my radio, babe. Crystal set with a morning glory horn and headphones. <laughs> 
my globe. My globe, it's so old, it shows New York as Indian territory. <laughs> well, it still is. I've seen some scalpers around Times Square. Ah, but more. <laughs> you don't see my side of it, Mort. All I've done I was... I wish to... you could see my left. And my radio. Let's have one complaint at a time. Yes, here. yes, yes. Let's all be calm. <laughs> all right, Mort. Okay, Mort, if that's the way you feel about it. Oh, Mike McGee, about those dumbbells. What dumbbells? <laughs> Are you referring to us, Mr. Wimple? If he is, he's the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> all right, Mort. Okay, Mort, if you feel that way, there's nothing... Hello? Hello? <sighs> okay, folks, now just take it easy. What is all this? That's right. Right. Oh, you you hit me for $9. Quiet, everybody. Quiet, Let's please. consider this calmly, folks. Take your time. Hey, the reason not... Molly. Oh, hello, everybody. Now what? Gee, I'm glad everybody's here. Why, Mr. Wilcox? Because I've got great news. Oh. See me before you do any shopping. Huh? I know a place where I can get 40% off. Oh, oh, Good night. Good night, all. And that's Fibber McGee and Molly from December 9th, 1941, starring Jim and Marion Jordan. Also in that cast, Isabel Randolph, Gail Gordon, Bill Thompson, and Harlow Wilcox, sponsored by Johnson's Wax, as heard on NBC. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's Van Heflin, starring in Arch Obler's plays, Stick Around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic radio shows? Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. Don't forget we have a podcast of this show at our website. It's always one week behind. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. Right, Mike? Absolutely. And what's the Facebook page? Hollywood 360 Radio. All right. I'll never forget that. Why why would you? (laughs) I shouldn't. All right. Well, right now it's time for Arch Obler's Plays. This was a drama that was written by Arch Obler, who was considered by many critics to be radio's top literary genius. He gained great fame as a writer, producer, director of Lights Out in the 1930s and 40s. And in 1939, NBC offered him his own series called Arch Obler's Plays. And uh, top stars appeared on this show, Ingrid Bergman, Ronald Coleman, Orson Welles, Joan Crawford, Burgess Meredith, many others. It lasted one season but was revived five years later on Mutual. We have a broadcast for you now from August 2nd, 1945. This is called The Parade, a patriotic broadcast starring Van Heflin. Part one now of Arch Obler's Plays. Transcribed from Hollywood. 
Mutual presents Arch Obler's Plays. The Mutual Broadcasting System has the pleasure of presenting the 17th broadcast of a special 26-week series of plays by radio playwright Arch Obler. In this series, we hope to bring you dramas full of the excitement and the meaning of plays told in relation to the expanding world in which we live. Tonight's play will be introduced by Arch Obler. This play is dedicated to our great Army Air Forces on their 38th birthday. It's not a play about heroes or bombs falling or aviation pioneers or generals. Ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience, gentlemen of the Army Air Forces, may I bring you Parade, played by members of the Armed Forces and with the leading role taken by a man who was notified of his winning of the Academy Award in the year 1941 while he was already a member of the Army Air Forces, Mr. Van Heflin. But there's plenty of time. Oh, no. No, please hurry, Mama. Yes, darling. Will you remember me, Mommy? Willie? Yes. Oh, the next corner. There are many people in front. Will you lift me up, Mama, so I can see? Yes. Oh, Mommy, all the people. It's all right, dear. We'll see. Oh, please, Mama, please. Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Could we get through? This little girl, my daughter, she can't see. Please, could you please? Please, please, I've got to see the parade. Sure, sure, lady, I'll fix it. Uh, one side here now. Let the little girl throw. Come on, come on. It won't take much room. Come on. Hey, yeah. Right up in front. Thank you. Thank you, officer. Oh, don't mention it. Oh, Mommy, the street's empty. What if they don't come? They will. Just stand there and watch, Ellen. Just wait. Yes, Mommy. Oh, Mommy, why don't they hurry? Please, don't be so excited, darling. Well, I can't help it, Mama. She seems very eager. I, I beg your pardon? Your little girl. She seems very eager for the parade to begin. Yes, she's been waiting for it a long time. I I suppose it'll seem very strange to the boys. Strange? I'm afraid I don't know what... Well, I mean to say, for Air Force's men to be marching. That'll be quite strange. It's their day. Yes. My son's going to be marching. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. He flew for Chenault in Burma in the early days of the war. That is wonderful. Yes. He's done so much. They all have. Is your husband in the Air Forces? He... Mama, look! Look in the sky! The bombers. Mommy, the whole sky. Yes. But you said they'd be marching. First the bombers, dear. They led the way. Oh, Mama, they're beautiful. I... I don't know.
Look, Ellen, up the street. Jeep! Look, Mama, Jeep! No, no, dear, don't jump about. Just stand and watch. Is he, Mama? Is he, Mama? No. No, those are... Those are the boys who can't march. Oh... interrupt the program in progress to bring you a special communique. It has just been announced officially from Guam that Japan has been hit with the second atomic bomb dropped on the city of Nagoya. We return you now to the program in progress. Mama, listen. Mama, there they are, the flyers. Mommy, I'll ask them. No, no, Ellen, please. But, Mama? No, not yet. But I've got to ask Those them. aren't the ones, dear, not those. They're just playing the drums. Let's take a break from Arch Obler's plays. More after these words. love classic radio shows. The Jack Benny Program. X-1. Suspense. Now you can receive ten classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select ten more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to Arch Obler's Plays. Mommy, who's coming? I don't know. Mommy, can I ask them, can I? Listen. Listen. Yes. They're they're so happy, like he was. I'll ask them. No, Ellen, no. Ellen, don't run off there. It's all right, Mama. I'll find him. When I find him, I'll come back. You wait there. I'll come back, Mama. Mister, Mister, please stop whistling and talk to him. Hey, look, midget. This ain't no place for infants. Please, mister. Have you seen him, have you? Look, little girl, I haven't seen anybody. I don't know anybody. All I'm doing is whistling and marching. I was nice and comfortable where I was, and I got a full of cylinders out of a coffee grinder, and the CO says you're marching. 
So? I'm marching. Oh, mister, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, hey, stop pulling at me, will you? Go home, little girl. Go home. What's the matter, Flatbush? Oh, don't ask me. I'm marching along and this midget starts pulling at me. Where's the little girl? What do you want? Have, have you seen him, please? Seen who? Who are you looking for? My father. Father? Yes, sir. He's a pilot. My mother told well, me. Well, look, small fry. All these guys ain't pilots. We're the service boys. The guys on the ground who keep them flying. No, no. You're first. You're marching first. You look, must small be... fry, you better get back on the sidewalk. You can't keep up with us. Who is she, Sarge? Your girlfriend? Think I'm kind of young, don't you, Sarge? <laughs> All right, lay off, you guys. Lay off. She wants to know why we're first. Oh, it's this way, small fry. On account of this parade being in honor of the Air Forces, the hot shots are finally getting smart and letting us fellows who do all the real work march first. That's all there is to it. We're just guys with the tools, see? So if your papa's a pilot for today at least, he'll be behind us, see? Behind us. You understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Say it again, boys. Make it loud if not good. Off we go into the wild blue yonder, high into the sun. Ah, hi, beautiful. Marching with us? Please, mister. Have you seen me? Seen who? Don't tell me you haven't been waiting just for me. No, it's... It's my father. I'm, I'm looking for my father. Oh, your father, huh? He's supposed to be with us. Yes. Please, ha- have you seen him? Oh, what's his name? David, only only Mother and I, we just call him Davy. Just Davy. Uh-huh. But uh, is he with the 12th? These characters here are all with the 12th. What's the matter, Fitz? She wants your autograph? Hey, tell her how you straight Rommel. That always gets her. Show her your medals, Fitz. Tell her what Montgomery said to you when you captured Ben Gunn. Uh, Leave it to Fitz. He's going to fix them. Hey, that's kind of young whale, isn't it, Fitz? She's looking for a poppy. He's supposed to be with us. Oh, no. I wasn't even there. Hey, listen, Curly, it isn't me. I've been in North Africa and Italy for the past few years. It isn't possible. Please. Cut it out, you jerks. You're confusing her. Now, listen, beautiful. Was your papa with the 12th? Don't you understand? Look, did he have anything like this on his shoulder? Was was he based in North Africa or Italy? Oh, no, no, he wasn't. Uh, you'd better try the 8th behind us, then. They got around much more than we did. So long, beautiful. So long, baby. So long, Yes, of course. We're representing the eight. Something you wanted? Oh, yes. I'm so glad to meet you. <laughs> Look, you can't possibly keep up with our long legs. You want to ride on my shoulder? Oh, no, no. Don't lift me up. Oh, all right, all right. I'll walk. I can walk. Really, there's no need to be frightened. Oh, no. No, I'm not frightened. Good. You know, I've got a young one like you back home. Have you? Well, well I... he's a boy, but he's just about your age. That's nice. Please, my father... Blue eyes. You've got blue mister, eyes, too. Mister. My son has blue eyes. Mister, please, my I'm father... I'm leave next week. I'm going to see him again. Mister, my father... If he were I've here, got... he'd be all excited about the play. He'd be marching with me, too. I haven't seen him in so long. Here, you'd better let me carry him. No. I've got to find my father. I've got to find my father. 
girl, come back. Don't run away. Don't run away. Told me I'd wind up in the infantry. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, this going to be a dry run? I mean, are they going to make us do this often? Listen, Nero, don't you like them pretty girls waving at you? I love it. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Texas, look what's coming your way. Huh? At two o'clock. Yeah, Just right. your side. Well, who in the... Mister, please... Are you talking to me, honey? Yes, sir. Uh, are you real flyers? That's your cue, Texas. Tell her about the cold illusion. Yeah, ask her if she's got a friend. All right, fellas. Eyes front and no talking. Well, how do you like that? The sergeant's pulling rank on us. Yeah. All right, honey. What's on your mind? Well, have, have you seen him? You'll drop your head off if your shoulders turned it around that way. Who in the panhandle are you looking for? My father. Father? Yes, sir. Well, is he supposed to be with this group? Well, my mother said I would find him today. She said it. Is that a fact? Well, how would you like me to carry you? We're marching a little bit fast, you know. No, sir. I'll walk, please. Okay. Uh, tell me about your father, honey. Well... He's not as big as you. Oh, there's there's lots like that. And and he's got awful blue eyes. Well, there's lots of us with blue eyes. And and he's very big and, and very beautiful. Well, now, I tell you what I'll do. I'll lift you up so you can see all the boys for yourself. There. You see your pappy there? No. No, I don't. And sure, honey, your pappy's got more sense than to be in this outfit. You see, we're the boys who fought the battle of the illusions. Froze up everything, including our brains. Please, put me down. Oh, sure. Just wanted to show you. There. There you are. You better find a colonel and ask him. Colonels know everything. Bombardment group. We're the boys of the Japs took on that little march down in the Philippines. Your daddy couldn't have been with us. I've been trying to explain to you. I just gotta find you. Uh, sorry, girlie. Nobody by the name of Davy was in the 480th anti subgroup. Listen, girlie, why don't you try down the line? There's lots more down the line. Lots more. I knew every man Jack in the 13th, baby, and your daddy wasn't one of them. Try down the line. Oh, 
would. Yeah, your old mammy must have made a mistake, baby. There isn't a man by the name of Davy marching with his 49th fighter group. Maybe he's still back with the boys we left from New Guinea, on the Philippines. Say, are you lost? You're marching along, crying at you. Now, where, where are you headed for? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a detailed answer. Hey, you look you look pretty tired. No. All right. No. You like the marching? No. Oh, well, then you are lost. No. Perhaps I don't understand English as well as I thought I did. I, I have been away for quite some time, but you seem to be saying nothing but no. Well, it's a great day, isn't it? Did you see those bombers before? Well, do you know who was in them? Flyers from the hospitals. Yeah, they, they let them fly over first. Yeah, great day, happy birthday, I'm alive. Well, come to think of it, where, where did you come from? I never thought when I agreed to lead my group down the main street that you'd happen to me. <laughs> uh, you're the quiet type, huh? Uh-oh, look up. Look up there in the sky. Now, isn't that a great sight, though? That's the Air Transport Command. Yeah, they're the boys who deserve the cheers. They carried the war on their backs, and they're still carrying it to the Pacific. Huh. Well, now, listen to me, would you? I kind of sound like their public relations officer. Listen, young one, you, you look all worn out there now. How long have you been marching with us? Just asking. Short little legs of yours. I don't see how you do it. Now tell me, why are you running alongside of me? Oh, I, I want to know. Want to know what? Oh, are you a colonel? Well, yes, but what? what? Oh, then you know. Well, of course, colonels know everything. That's what he said. What? Then you know. You know. Of course, didn't I just say so? Colonels know everything. Now, since you're so interested in this parade, I can tell you, every group that sent it from the nose gunners down to the tail in Charlie. <laughs> well, I should be able to. I laid out the order of march. Now, first, there's a composite group of the boys of the ground to keep them flying. You know, maybe they're not all proud with that. Those hard guys. Yeah, look at them and then the, the boys of the 12th who helped make a rummy out of Rommel. Then the 8th, the boys of the 8th who sweated out on those first bombing runs over Germany. Then the 91st, 303rd, 305th, and 306th bomb groups. They were the first to fly into that hell in flight with the Falk Wolves who were covering a still victorious Germany in those days. 
And then the boys of the ninth were in there on D-Day, and they flew and flew and they bombed and strafed hour after hour to pave the way and save the lives of those poor guys who were slugging it out on the ground. And then the 389th and the 45th and the 93rd and the bomb groups of the 9th who went through that hell of Colesti. Good God, does the people still remember that, that bomb run over Colesti, those, those wonderful kids flying beyond the limit of human endurance to bomb those oil wells to keep the gasoline and oil out of the hands of those devil Nazis and the, the, the 49th fighter group and the 5th over Okinawa and the 11th and the Solomons and the 13th fighting back the Japs and... Dear God, they've been up there in that sky so long. If I could, if I could only bring them down to the ground and march them up and down like this, the, the dead ones too, in front of the people, so that they'd see that all the wonderful victories were won by flesh and blood. Just, just kids who. Huh. Oh, look, young you. <laughs> You're gonna have to forgive me. I'm, I'm kind of slack happy. I was up for a week laying out this line of marching. I'm afraid I've got it on my brain. Every one of those. Those men marching up and down my memory. Yeah, sure. I, sure, I, I, I know all the answers. But here's the most important one. Just as soon as this march is over, I'm, I'm heading home. Yeah, and nothing will ever get me out of Cincinnati again because, because I helped win this ball game. And as far as I'm concerned, we're marching under the goalpost right now. And, and for me, the game is all over. So look, little one, if you're tired, how would you like to ride on the shoulder of the prize colonel of the winning team, huh? What's the matter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, you haven't the slightest idea of what I was talking about. You haven't told me. I haven't told you what? My father. Where's my father? Father? Well, I said you would know. Where is he? Oh, well, now, look, I, I'm afraid I... But you I, must know. They said you would. They said it. But I, I don't... You I don't said know. it, too. You did. You said you knew everybody. Everybody here. Then where's my father? Well, now, wait, you? wait just a second. Now, he's off here, will you? Tell me, is your father a flyer? Yes, yes, I'm telling you. Listen to me, I'm telling you. Davy, his name is Davy, and he's very big and beautiful, and he has blue eyes. He tells very funny stories, and he's... Writes letters of beautiful words, though. Only he hasn't written any letters for a long, long time. And... Oh, I see. And he's got to be with you. He's just got to. His last letter, my mother read it to me. He said even if he had to go away, he'd be with you. I... I'm, I'm sorry, I don't... Oh, don't uh, you I don't understand? Know. I'm trying to tell you. He said... Uh, he said, I, I'll be back, Ellen. No, no matter what. And you'll find me when free men with wings march in victory. And my mother says you're free men, and, and you have wings, but my father had them, and you're marching, so, oh, please, please. Where's my father? All right. All right, Ellen. All right. I'm so tired. My father, please. All right, now, come on. Come on up. Up with you. <laughs> Where is he? Now, don't cry. He's... He's here. Is he? Yes. Oh, but... Where? I've been looking everywhere. All around you. Well, what do you mean? Well, look, look. Ahead and behind. Hear them marching? Yes, but... That's what your father said. Three men with wings, marching. 
And he's with him, believe me. And and you'll find him. Roy? Roy? Yes, yes. Well, maybe not right away. It may take a little while. Now, will you be patient and wait that little while? Why must I wait, Mr. Colonel? Well, because... Because you've got to give us a chance to... To, to finish the job that your father started. And uh, what I said before about quitting as soon as this march was over, I I, uh, I didn't mean that quite. I guess my feet have been on the ground too long. So much to do yet. So very much. Yeah. Come on now. Lean back and rest. We'll take care of you. You have just heard Van Heflin in Art Obler's play, Parade, dedicated to the 38th birthday of the Army Air Forces. Parade was based upon Mr. Obler's pre-VE Day radio drama titled V-Day. Included in the cast with Mr. Van Heflin were Don Bender, Olive Deering, Jane Morgan, and members of the Armed Forces. The music was composed and conducted by Jack Meekin. Sound, Art Fulton and Bill James. Engineer, Bishop Pels. Next week, we will bring you Mr. Obler's play, History of a Mug. The leading player, one of radio's finest character actresses, Miss B. Benadaret. The program notes state that this is the case history of a very evil character, brought to you without kindness or censorship. This will be the 18th in a special series of plays written, directed, and produced by Arch Obler. Mr. Van Heflin appeared on this program through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of the Technicolor musical, Anchors Away. Art Obler's plays came to you from Hollywood, transcribed from its earlier Mutual broadcast. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. And that's Arch Obler's plays from August 2nd, 1945, with The Parade, starring Van Heflin, also in that cast, Elliot Lewis, and Frank Lovejoy, as heard on Mutual. Let's take a break, then it's more of Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic radio shows? Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand select 10 more of the 
the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. Hey fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, Dick Powell stars as Richard Diamond, private detective from 1950. Then uh, we'll broadcast a Jack Benny episode from Camp Murdoch, California. That's another salute to our veterans. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.